Hi everybody, today is a different episode. It is question and answer with myself. It was asked for, so I have delivered, so enjoy. Welcome to One Moment Please, the podcast where our guests take a moment to tell their stories of how they've overcome adversity to achieve success and you take a moment to tune in. So bring on the inspiration. Well, hello, everybody. So today is a little bit of a different format. I'm doing a question and answer. I have joined the gram. Yes, that is right. I have joined the 21st century. After years of avoiding social media, actively avoiding social media, I decided to bite the bullet and join Instagram and also Facebook. So you can find me at One Moment Please Podcast. And yeah, I have joined. The reason why I have joined now is basically because of the podcast. So having jumped onto Facebook when it first came out and seeing everybody post photos of what they're eating for lunch, I very quickly jumped off and have actively avoided it ever since. So I'm the type of person that you need to call if you want to invite anywhere. So yes, I'm very old school in that regard. Um, But two weeks ago, I decided, okay, let's jump onto the gram primarily for the podcast and I joined. So please jump on and join me. It's looking very sad at the moment. I have got no idea what I'm doing. I am learning as I'm going and I am royally stuffing it up, but join me for the journey. Um, I've got about 70 followers at the moment, so jump on. It's looking very sad at the moment, and everyone that I'm reaching out to is saying, uh, well, I do you have such little followers, and I don't think they understand that I am new to the, to the whole social media thing. And literally three days after I joined social media, I then watched Social Dilemma, and I was like, why did I join? So, yes, I need to build it and contend with that whole algorithm sucking me in, which it does. I go to post something and then an hour later, I'm still watching cat videos accidentally. I don't even know how it happens. So yes. Oh, goodness. Okay. So first question, why did you start the podcast? I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always been somebody that uh, talked a lot as well. I've always had roles and jobs that have involved engaging with people and building relationships quite quickly. So I've always had the ability to have a good yarn. And so, yeah, so I harnessed that and wanted to do a podcast. So I bit the bullet in March this year and, and started a podcast. Now I did that because And the theme of the podcast is mostly overcoming adversity, but I also wanted to entertain. So I have guests on that have had really interesting life stories like an ex-spy, like a war hero, like um, an ex-prison officer, an undercover copper. So yeah, I have people on that I find interesting and that I want to have a chat to. I have also lived a very sheltered life. It's probably a good thing, uh, most would say. And I find it fascinating to hear other people's life stories. You know, you can't understand somebody unless you sort of had a glimpse into what it's like walking in their shoes. And I don't for one moment say that having a a conversation for an hour, an hour and a half with somebody is walking in those shoes. So it is just a glimpse of what it would be like walking in those shoes. Um, And I find people's stories absolutely fascinating. And I also wanted to provide a platform as well um, for those. I think we all have times we have imposter syndrome and obstacles that we wanted to overcome in our lives. So if I can have an element of inspiration in regards to 
listening to these people's stories and guest stories that are absolutely incredible and, and then sort of it diminishes your own issues in your having life as well. So if there's an element of inspiration that comes from it, then that's fantastic as well. But, uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to have a conversation with people that were um, much more interesting than myself. Question number two, how do you find guests? It's a mixture of people that I know and also those that I've reached out to that I don't know. So I have known some of the guests. So Ben B, Ben's Ben from Ben's Bees. Oh, that was a tongue twister unexpectedly. Um, I knew him, but I didn't know his story of the whole uh, homelessness and addiction and police raids and everything like that. Um, I didn't know that story. Uh, Lorraine, who's the ex-prison officer, I knew her. I used to work with her in a corporate gig back in the day. So I knew her. Deb Smith, I know that was actually at her farm that I did that interview. Uh, she's living my dream being on a farm. So yes, I um, have known some of the guests, but I don't know all of them. So it's a matter of some of them I know and some of them reaching out that I find interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's how I that's how I find the guests. I always make sure they are people that I find their story to be interesting though. Oh, that leads me into the next one. What do you look for in a guest? Interesting life story. Um, I want people that I find interesting so I can actually have a conversation with them. It's nothing worse than, than having a dry conversation or long pauses and silences and an awkward, stunted um, chat. So I have to find them to be an interesting life story. There also has to be an element of overcoming adversity in there because I want it to be inspirational through that through that story. Um, so, yeah, that's what I look for in a guest, basically somebody that I find fascinating and hopefully that means that you guys will find it fascinating as well. So, yeah. Next question. Given the podcast is more conversation rather than question-answer format, do you prepare for the interviews prior? Oh, that's a good one. Yes and no. So people like uh, that I know that I just mentioned previously, so Ben, Lorraine, Deb, uh, no, I didn't prepare for beforehand because I know them. Uh, ben, literally, I texted saying, do you know anybody? This is how I find people. Do you know anybody that has an interesting life story that would be good on the podcast? And he went, well, I've had a pretty interesting life story. So that was literally I text and then five minutes later we were recording, so no time. Um, others... I do into, like I do research a little bit, um, but I don't prepare in terms of actual questions. So I'll research, for example, uh, Daniel, which was last week's episode, Daniel Kieran, who is the Victoria Cross recipient for his incredible actions in Afghanistan. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go and listen to it. Um, that story of absolute selflessness is incredible. And I wanted to do that story justice. So I I do research to some degree so then I can have a an somewhat intelligent conversation with them and, and an interesting conversation with them. But I don't sit there and write out a whole list of questions that I want to ask them because then that would be more question answer format rather than a conversation format. Um so yeah, it's just an just sort of knowing what areas I want to touch on and stuff like that. When I interviewed uh, Nicole, the ex-spy, I couldn't prepare for any questions in regards to the spy stuff because I knew pretty much she wouldn't be able to go into like everything that I wanted to really know, um, I couldn't really ask. So I knew that I wasn't going to get answers to them. Plus, I didn't actually know what she did. Like it was on the podcast that I found out she was actually in the field. So I didn't know what she was doing um, 
there. But I did, in terms of the cancer questions, because she's going through a cancer journey, um, I did sort of know some areas that I wanted to touch on, but again, no questions. Um, so, yeah, so it's a mixture to answer that question. Next one. How do you get the guests to open up so much? Well, I'm sort of the person that's always had the ability to have people open up. And that may sound arrogant, but it is true. Back in the day before people had their noses in phones and I am aging myself when we used to go to the pub, while you're waiting waiting for people at the pub, you used to sit there and think or engage in conversation with others um, and say hello to people. So I used to do the latter. I used to say hello to people and you'd end up speaking to random people. It was part of the fun of going to the pub. And often through that, I would find people telling me their life stories, people telling me their woes. And it was by the time my friends rocked up, I was engrossed in this other conversation with this random stranger. And so I've always had the ability to have a chat to people. I've had a lot of my jobs have always been engaging with general public and needing to create a connection and relationships quite quite quickly. So I do have that in my uh, previous roles as well. Um so yeah, Bath, for those that you don't know, and I think that you may, if you've been following the podcast from the, from the start, you've probably heard me mention a couple of times that there's no video component. So I cannot see at all the person that I'm interviewing. I don't know them. I, I'd probably walk past them in the street. So I, it's an audio only format that I do it. It's the same as doing a phone call, but I do it through a program, a website called Zencaster, which is an audio only. And I do it through that because it enables, it's an easier system to be able to um, uh, download both of the tracks and then edit afterwards. That's the reason why I do it through that, but there's no video component. So it's literally like having a conversation um, with somebody over the phone. So I think that there's an element of detachment as well, as well and a level of amenity. Well, I can't even say the word, amenity. Anyway, that word. Um, so they feel that they are a little bit safe as well to open up and have the conversation. And I, and I want that. I want my guests to feel that they're safe. I, I don't have – I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm not out to get anybody. I'm, I'm wanting people to come on and share their stories. So it is a safe place for them. I'm not interested in making anybody look bad or, or have a conversation with somebody that's going to create um, a negative light, not that any of my guests could ever look like a neg- in bad in a negative light because um, they're all really remarkable people. So, yeah. That's the reason I think why. I don't know. Maybe people in their lives could tell them they haven't opened up at all. Who knows? Okay, next question. Are you going to put the interviews up on YouTube? The answer to that, in short, is yes. The long answer is I don't know in what format. So initially it's going to be audio only because it is easy for me because all of the ones to date are audio only files. Um, I have no desire to be the face of the podcast. I want the guests to to be the face of the podcast in that regards, their stories that I'm telling, not mine. Um, and I also have no desire to be famous and I don't want to deal with the trolls. So I don't think I'm going to be putting my face on there at all. Um, I don't know how that looks like. So yeah, stay tuned on that one. But the audio only will be going up at some point in the near future. Do the guests know the questions prior to the interview? No, I don't even know the questions prior to the interview it's a conversation so as I mentioned I know the areas and that I want to touch on because I would have done some form of research if I don't know the guests on them but I don't actually know the 
questions that I want to ask that comes that comes and is evolved in the conversation. And the reason why I do it like that is because it's a conversation. That's how conversations flow. If it was a very stunted question situation, it would be quite stunted. So, so it is a conversation. I do know areas that I want to touch on because if I haven't done some form of research, then I don't think I can do their, their story justice if I have the ability to do some research. Um, so yeah, so that's the answer to that. No, the guests don't know, but I always do investigate if there's any triggers or areas that the guests don't want to talk about. Um, A, because I want them to feel safe and comfortable heading into the conversation and B, also because I don't want to trigger them. You know, these are often people that have led very selfless lives and I think it's a respectful thing to do when you fought for our country or defended our country or have lived a selfless selfless life. Why would I want to put them in a situation where they feel like they are um, vulnerable? So, yeah, so I always ask, particularly those that have any PTSD issues or a, or it's a sensitive topic, then, yes, I always ask if there's areas that they don't want to discuss. Um, some people don't want to discuss family life. Some people are happy to discuss everything. In fact, all of my guests have said, no, it's fine, open book. Um, but I am sensitive to, to areas as well, and I do tread lightly on, on certain topics, particularly if I think that there is um, – or if I know that there is a PTSD issue as well. So, yeah. Uh, last question. What equipment do I use? Oh, you know this is a podcaster that has asked me this. So I use the Rode Podcaster mic. I think that's what it's called. Nope, I've just looked at it. It's the Rode Procaster mic, um, which is the longer one, not the short. Um, and then I use Audacity to um, to edit because it's free. Am I the best editor? No. Does it take me forever? Yes. So it takes me about, for an hour and a half interview, it takes me about five hours to edit. And that's just shortening pauses and stuff. And if we, because we're not seeing each other, if we do step over each other slightly in the audio, then I'll fix that up. But um, but yeah, if it's an hour and a half, I at least have to listen to that hour and a half to go through it. Um, and yeah, and then edit it. But I don't really take out any of the conversation uh, at all. It's what you hear is what you get, pretty much. Um, oh, and then I use Zencaster, which is the website to record them on as well if they're not in person. And I've only done one in-person interview to date. So, yeah, that's how I do it. Um, being in Australia as well, it's a little bit difficult in terms of the size geographically of our country to have um, – in-person interviews and particularly in 2020 I mean I'm in day 20 221 of lockdown it is crazy I'm in Melbourne it's full-on the lockdown situation I'm not going to go into that politically but that's the situation so I have been in lockdown in some form or another since the start of March really so yeah I couldn't even get out and do a face-to-face interview if I wanted to so that is the reality of the situation plus I can't jump on a plane and drive seven hours or you know, plane and drive seven hours. Oh my goodness. Jump on a plane and fly seven hours to Queensland or Perth or somewhere and do an interview with these guests. Um, It's just not feasible and they're not going to want to come to me. So that is how I do it. And that is what is working so far. So I don't see any reason to incur the expense of a studio for people to come and see me when I live so far away from everybody. So that is that. 
Well, that's it, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed question and answer. I tried to keep it short and sweet for you. Please jump on to the gram and one moment, please podcast and follow me. Um, come along for that journey of trying to figure out the social media bizzo. I don't know what I'm doing so we can all laugh at my incompetence together. All right, guys, have a fabulous weekend. See you later. Bye. Thanks for taking a moment to listen, everyone. We hope this episode inspired you as much as it did us. If you know somebody who also needs a little inspiration, then please share this podcast with them. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your fave podcast app and rate and review us because that helps inspire us to keep making them. 